0: Good day, everybody. This is Parents B, a.k.a. The Reb, the Reb with a cause, and the cause is you, licensed by the state of awareness to live life to its fullest. And now as a certified coach practitioner, we've got the uh, the shingle to hang out and say, okay, uh, you know, we've got the credentials to basically formalize everything that we've kind of been doing here with just, you know... a. Maybe 40 years of experience, but I guess the credentials kind of help that along, right? I want to thank all listeners. Last week, really just a wonderful outpouring of wonderful responses and requests for the All for the Boss CD, Bez the Shem. So I hope to be getting those out uh, pretty soon. We're just making the copies. So stand by for that, and then we'll let you know when it's available for the general market, Bez the Shem. Speaking of general markets... The marketplace is obviously open to people that are selling a product or a service and the consumers that purchase those goods or services. Now, here's my question to you as a consumer, and it applies to both those who are members of the observant Jewish community and those people who may not be and may not even be a member of the Jewish community at all, but as far as a Universally applicable or applicable standard of honesty. So here's the scenario which I encountered. I wanted to see what you feel about it, and you may have encountered the same thing. So I walk into a a store in the neighborhood in which I live, and actually there's a display right outside which is designed to capture your attention. Of a certain product. And there are these stickers or signs. Maybe 5 by 10 inches. Something like that. 6 by 10 inches. Which are taped to the bottom of it. It announces what the product is. Let's say oh, it was almond milk or soy milk. And it says special on sale almond milk $2.99. And you look at that and you pick it up. Now, what you didn't see, though it was there to be seen, was much, much smaller print at the bottom that said, available only with a purchase of $10 or more. Now, I only discovered this when I got to the counter and they rang it up at $5.99 instead of two ninety-nine, And of course the cashier was a little baffled and I didn't want to put them on the spot, so I went over to the manager. The manager says, first of all, you see that it does say it at the bottom. And two, everybody does it. Everybody does it, first of all, is not the, the calling card of those that are um, attempting to inform the public of something without deceiving them. Everybody does it is not the mantra of a person that's a thinking committed or, Bastara, or even somebody that's a person that recognizes that you cannot just simply say something as a manner of luring somebody in and doing something which may be contrary to Halakha or contrary to a standard of just basic business ethics. Everybody does it. Is not the mantra as I once read in a book that had nothing to do with uh, with religiosity or religious values, but merely on. On honesty, I think it was written by um, Dale Carnegie or one of his, I think a a colleague of his maybe one of the the books by Ken Blanchard where it talked about a a kid that was um, that was caught and um, and was prosecuted on a campus for having stolen exams and they just traced it back to, like when he was a kid, somebody in his family would say, um all right, take your glasses back to the company and uh, they'll give you a new pair. Just tell them that, you know, that the uh, car ran over them when that's not what happened. The kid says, well, that's not what happened, Mom and Dad. And they said, don't worry, everybody does it. And then when they submit something on their income taxes that wasn't right, they said, don't worry, everybody does it. And this mantra of everybody does it, everybody does it went up through his uh, his college career. And when he was caught on campus stealing exams and trading them for money and getting the answers, the parents were absolutely shocked. How could you do this? Of course, when he said, well, everybody does it, it didn't really seem to catch them that they were the ones who, with his, um, virtually with his formula and bottled milk, it was an infant. They were kind of like feeding it to him for everything that they did and they said. So everybody does it is not, not the banner by which we, we live by at any rate, so that, that's one part of it. Everybody does it, therefore it's okay. What about the idea that the sign said in big, bold, very visible letters, on sale for this price of two ninety nine or whatever it was, and then in very small letters, less visible, it has this caveat of what the condition is. Now, I asked, why wasn't it the other way around? Why didn't they say in big, bold letters, with a purchase of $10, uh, almond milk on sale, for two ninety nine, Why didn't they do that in big bold letters? And then one of the managers told me, well, what do you expect me to do? You know, I only have a certain amount of room on the paper, so of course I'm going to make it smaller. That just seemed like kind of a lame excuse. It seemed to me, man, I'm, you know, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, but the excuses that they were coming up with, like everybody does it, or like, um, you know, it's your responsibility as a consumer to read the whole sign. There's something about it that bothered me. Now, I did speak to a... Um, a very well-respected Talmud Chachem who I, I know. And he told me, he said, um, deception like that will get that type of reception in Gehenna. So he was pretty clear that even if it's not Osir, al there's something definitely wrong and deceptive about it. Now, <clears throat> I posed this question to somebody who... um I know who was a, a businessman, a lovely guy, and when I discussed it with him, he just took a tack that really made me me wonder how we're looking at things. He said, "No, I'm just imposing my agenda. There's nothing wrong with it. That's the way of business, and people do that. Yada yada yada." And I said, "Oh, I mean, where do you like get that from?" He said, "No, you're just looking for something to." I said, "Hey, I'm not looking to pick a fight or or a bone to pick." It's just a matter of caveat emptor, buyer beware, and why should we be taken advantage of like that if the motive was in fact, hey, look at this, and then by the time you get to the counter, you either forgotten about it or don't look at your bill. But something that's at least, I, I, I think more than on the surface, deceptive about that. What do you think? I want you to call me on my listen line today, eight four eight two two one four six zero five, and let me know. Eight four eight two two one four six zero five, or on my email it's eichlermedia media at gmail dot com. So, have you ever encountered that, and does it bother you, and do you think there's something inherently wrong with that type of approach, where you see a sign that's patently large in one area to attract you to the price, and then in very small letters where you may. Very well, not see it is the caveat for what the for what the condition is. So, I'd like to hear what you have to say about it. I want you to reach me on my on my uh, on my listen line, which is eight four eight two two one four six zero five. Pardon me, and l- let me know what you think. J roots number seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. I want you to make sure that you please. If you made a pledge, please send it in. And if you didn't make a pledge, make it. And send it in to J-Root Radio. You call the station, they'll give you the address on Nostrand Avenue. Support the station that listens to you. This is Parents B, a.k.a. The Rev. The Rev with a Cause. Now, in terms of what we talk about as far as personal growth, it's a very important principle that if you've ever been in an argument with somebody, with a spouse or a business colleague or somebody, once the argument is over... Don't stir it up again a year or two later or six months later or whenever it is. Yeah, I remember that time. you did. Just leave it be. Bury the hatchet. Yishlak Yaakov, phone of El Esav, Achiv. And Yaakov sent messengers before him to Esav, his brother. So my dear friend Rabbi Zelig Pliskin brings down the Medrash and Beresh's Rabu that actually censures Yaakov for sending these messengers. They they bring him to, to task for it. Esau had already calmed down about Yaakov's taking the blessings from their father Yitzchak and was involved in his own matters. He wasn't thinking about that. Now by sending messengers, oh, yo-ho, Esau, Yaakov started up with Aesov and aroused his anger. This is, this is a very important principle, don't you think? For two people who were involved in a quarrel, once the matter is passed, bygones be bygones. Don't say anything to the other person that will remind him or her of the matter. By bringing up this issue when it is not necessary to do so, so now you're stirring up the flames, the ambers, the ashes, you're going to cause a new quarrel that you could have avoided. So think about this. Were you ever in a heated argument with another person, and now you're getting along peacefully. Everything is just moving along. You're okay. He's not bothering you. She's not bothering her. Don't say anything to the effect of, hey, you know, remember when you said or did, uh, many people spend a lot of time, numerous hours in their lives engaged in quarrels and arguments. Have you ever met people like that? I hope you're not one of them. Try not to be one of those type of people. About matters that no longer really make any practical difference at all in any case. I think the principle here is arguments should be forgotten not remembered. Arguments should be forgotten and not remembered. All right. Parrots B AK the Reb, please reach out to me today. I want to thank you very much for all who called in and I'm hoping to get those all for the boss young reader CDs out to everybody as soon as possible. Business. I hope I got everybody's name. I know there was uh, a very fine person who called. I'm not sure if we got her right address, but I think it was Mrs. Silverman. If uh, it was like on 56th Street, we weren't really sure. If you could call it into my uh, listen line, eight four eight two two one four six zero five. if Mrs. Silverman is listening. She was a, um, a woman who I think sounded particularly wise. She'll know who she is. If that's you, just resend or just call in your uh, your address to make sure we have that properly, Mrs. Silverman, HRA2214605. Now, let's take a look at something else. Do you think that communication between people, which is something that is obviously important, do you think that good communication brings closeness between people? Do you think that people become closer when they communicate pleasantly, nicely, and more effectively. You may think, well, what kind of question is that? Of course it does. Or, um, I don't know, what difference does it really make? So if you look where it says, Vayetse osam Lemur, and Yaakov commanded his messenger, saying, this is what you should say to my master Esau. To Esau, this is what your servant Yaakov said. With lovin, uh, I have dwelt and have been delayed until now. Im lo- 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 loven garti, im loven garti, very um, prominent phrase. Every pr- every phrase in the Kli is prominent and and important. This one stands out for its own own reasons. Im loven garti, the gematria of that he admits, as Rashi tells us. Now the Or tells us when it says uh, on this that this is what your servant Yaakov said, with love and I have dwelt, im loven garti and have. Been delayed until now. So listen to what the Orheim says. He explains that Yaakov's intention in relating this to Asav was what—to show his brotherly love for him. When two people have love for each other, one shares with the other all the good things that happen to him or her, and that includes, as you and I both know, the good things and the misfortunes. Lo, Leno you don't—hopefully you don't, don't have misfortunes, but if they happen. We share those with the people that we love. Sharing this information is a sign of the closeness that they have. And for this reason, Yaakov told Asaph about both the good and the bad that he had expressed, that he experienced. That was a sign of their closeness to each other. And it's a very important principle for somebody who wants to become close to another person. What's a good way to become close to another person? When you open up and share your life experiences with that person. You're confiding them. And when you listen to them about the same thing, it helps you develop friendship and closeness. It is possible to be acquainted with someone for many years without really knowing him or her. Would you agree with that? You have an acquaintance that you've known over the years, but you really don't have an abiding friendship based on closeness. It is possible to do that. And not really know the person, even though you've known him or her for many years. When you share person, when you share personal information with others, you gain an emotional connection. I'm sure you must have noticed this. I mean, I found it right when somebody shares something with me, or I share something with them. I may have known the person for a long time, but suddenly something just opens up in terms of your your, your closeness to each other. I mean, just recently, somebody I've been working with. Uh, had a son who was low <clears throat> in a nearly critical nearly fatal automobile accident automobile accident a few years ago They didn't think the kid was going to make it and then miraculously he did now this person, the father of this child, happens to be happens to be this i mean he he undertook this with rigor and with um with commitment to open up, run, and manage and support multiple Kolels. Well, this group particularly is located in Lakewood. And you're talking about probably, uh, oh, definitely over half a million dollars a year budget, which for some people would say, well, it's not too much for you know having a number of yeshivas. But the truth is, he takes the responsibility for to raise the funds, manage, operate, do the hiring, recruit the people for three or four kolels. And that's pretty amazing. Berkashem, you know, his family, his wife, runs uh, a couple of businesses that bring in the Parnasa, and they have an agreement and understanding that, for him, this is the most important thing to be doing, and, you know, they have enough of ever else they're doing to keep doing this. But the point is here that... Good communication we bring closeness to people. And why am I mentioning this in this particular case? Because as long as I've known him, I don't think we ever entered into more like a momentary conversation, you know, how are you? How, you know, how's this one? But how's that one? But while we were um, standing in a room together, working on a particular project, and we were standing there, when the conversation turned to, I inquired how his son, who I knew when he was younger, went through the operation and the Um, the terrible accident that that he went through. So now, for the first time in all these years, he opened up to me about it. And it was as if we had taken off the, um, the seal of a fountain of water that was just waiting to pour forth. And he really gave forth a lot of work and a lot of wisdom. And at the end of the conversation, maybe 10 or 15 minutes later, after I countered with a, a story and a comment on something that I had done, something happened to me, we became much closer. You could feel it. And that is because, first of all, you know, when, when you share information with people, you want to make sure you don't, you don't utilize any Lush and Hora. But you, to gain that emotional connection, you don't have to use Lush and horror. Better if you don't. A person has to be careful not to relate information that would constitute Lush and horror, or that could cause difficulties which would be a deep level of communication that is prerequisite for closeness. What do you think about that? Have you had an instance like that, a case like that? We're not talking about... Um, I'm not talking about something that is remotely uh, remotely profound. I'm talking about something which, in, a, in an instance where you, you, you knew somebody and you had... A relationship with them, but not until you really begin to confide in them, and they confide in you that you gain a greater emotional connection. Have you found that? Have you have you utilized it? So think about that. And you can also call me at my listen line, which is eight four eight two two one four six zero five. The studio number here is seven eight six eight three five eight five eight. But at the point where we are in our own studio and doing this live on sd instead of live, live, live on tape so you will only find a control room panel and maybe one of our staff members there they not only but i i think they're there basically to run the station and they're doing a great job by the way you should know that however you can call me at 718-683-5858 on the station or and that'll be like after four thirty. Or on my personal talk line, which is eight four eight two two one four six zero five. Parents B, A.K.A. the Reb, the Reb of the cause, and the cause is you. You are Givaltic. There is only one you. I'd like you to have in mind today. is for my for my brother Hershel Benjamin Ben Malka. I should have a foolish Very difficult to watch the uh, the the. The difficult medical challenge that he and his family are going through right now, you should never have to know through it either on the um the the part where the person is a patient or having to suffer with the patient as a as a family member <clears throat> that raises its own questions, which we've encountered in this situation where sometimes people will say. And not the people that are directly close to my brother, but you know those are the people that sometimes are involved in the medical community or other f- people that think they're friends. You know, quality of life is important. It's not going to really be the same. You know, and it, and then they want to go ahead and do Kesser Shalom, was called the DNR. Horrifying, horrifying that people will start thinking that they're the ones who determine whether life is worth living quality of life. What's this? Not recognizing the value of each and every moment, the preciousness of life. We should do and Toivin good deeds with great enthusiasm. Again, back on that Pusakim loven Garti. Rashi comments that the word Garti in this Pusak has the numerical value of 613, the same as the Tariag mitzvahs. Yaakov said, I dwelt with Loven, I lived with him and kept the mitzvahs and I didn't learn from his bad deeds. The simplest meaning, my friends, is that this statement is telling us that even somebody on the high level of Yaakov Avinu, that he could have been influenced negatively, and it was a real accomplishment not to have been. Rabbi Elkanen Wasserman, Zekh however, quotes in his Rebbe's uh, name, he quotes his Rebbe, the Chofetz Kayim, the Rebbe of Rabbi Elkanen Wasserman, Zizal, that this can be underscored to mean that Yaakov was finding fault with himself, when Lovin did something improper, he did it with much enthusiasm and energy. It was a said about himself that his zeal in doing good deeds did not reach the same level as Lovin's when he did bad. The Kaim used to say that today, and he was talking about his day, which is really the same tekuva that we're in now, in anything it's Kalva that today we need to learn from the enthusiasm and energy of the spiritual descendants of... Loving, of Lovin. The Sportan of Memoram. Whenever you see somebody running to do something improper, ask yourself, if you are running in the same manner, as fast and as strong, willing to go the distance, whenever you see someone having joy and doing things for his personal pleasures, the guy's getting a schmuck out of it, having his fingernails done, and on his way to the Knicks game, sorry, what can I tell you, if that's what the guy is finding. If that's what I find, uh, you know, in, in, interesting and uh, and honest mind. Whenever you see somebody running to do something improper, ask yourself if you you yourself run to do good as fast as he is running toward that terrible thing. Whenever you see somebody having joy in doing things for his personal pleasure, try to experience that joy when you are engaged in spiritual pursuits. Think about if you can do it, and that's kind of like what all of us are thinking about at this moment. So have a great day, everybody. Beautiful to be with you. This is Parents B, a.k.a. The Reb, licensed by the State of Awareness to live life to its fullest, the max, its fullest. Parents Bar right here on the station that does listen to you. Remember to call them at 718-683-5858. Make a pledge today and call it in, and send it in. You can reach me on my listen line today at 848-221-4605. Green light, straight ahead. Keep on smiling, keep going. We hope to be back. Let's get together and make it great. Parents B, a.k.a. The Reb, 718-683-5858. Or just let me know what you're thinking about at 848-221-4605. 848-221. 4605. It's great. Yid. All right. Give me a call in a little bit, and we will be back with a Kurdish help. Stay with us. <laughs>
1: Na chama e Der vet elf in zich hè, hoe mal ken u, hoe mal ken u? En zeker, wel. Elly ken u, elly Der bešef, der vet elf zich
2: Good day, everybody, my friends, and uh, listeners to J. Root, I want to thank you for tuning in. We did get some calls pertaining to the question I asked. The remaining part of this broadcast I dedicate <clears throat> to the memory of my brother, Herschel Benjamin and Reb Tuvia Halevi, who was an just a short time ago today. Brook One does not like to be the bearer of bad news. But I felt that continuing this broadcast while I am not yet a novel until the liar. That I wanted to share with my radio audience. We're really friends. Something that would be meaningful and purposeful because that's what we talk about is meaning value and purpose. That should be exclusive from my brother Skip. So you'll forgive me for this um, emotional emotional manifestation. I could have just disregarded the program and not but I feel that like root really tries to reach people, really tries to elevate them, give them the geschmack of Torah. I can't think of a greater excuse for my brother over shown than that. So bear with me if you'll detect tears as I'm talking and you might hear it in my voice, but know that because I respect you as our j Rood audience, because I love my brother, and because Torah is our life, it's not just part of our life. Consider the rest of this broadcast today. It should be a merit for Herschel and and Reptugia. A lady. All right. We were talking about a number of things before in terms of honesty, and if you had a thought about what I talked about, are you distressed Are you bothered? Do you consider it to be deception when you see a sign like that in the store? Does it bother you? So now we're on our live talk line. You can reach me here now if you want. Seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight, or anything else that's on that's on your mind. With that particular question, which uh, somebody already called into my my talk line, which is eight four eight two two one four six zero five, just to record your message. But if you want to talk to me about it live on the air, you can. Honestly, it's such an important thing. I remember getting a bracha from a very fine person, and he said, "Should be in I thought that was just such an odd type of thing to say to somebody, but in essence, it was a very, very meaningful bracha because. Sometimes people could be very wonderful people and nice, but they just don't really see that what they're doing may not be entirely honest. So it's important to recognize and be honest with ourselves that which is honest. You know, when we do mitzvahs we do mice and titans, we have to learn to do things with, um, with enthusiasm. It's such an important thing to do things with, as resist. Rashi comments on the Pusset in Love and Garty, that Garty has the numerical value of 613, the same as the Tariag Mitzvahs. Yaakov said, I dwelt with Lovin and kept the Mitzvahs. I didn't learn from his bad deeds. An amazing thing when you think about it, because one is influenced so deeply by one's own environment. <laughs> the simple meaning of the statement, my friends that even if someone on a high level of Yaakov Avinu could have been influenced negatively, and it was a real accomplishment not to have been, the Hunan Wasserman, mission of his blood, he quotes his Rebbe, the Chovetz Chaim, that this could be understood, that Yaakov was finding fault actually with himself. When Lovin did something improper, he did it with so much enthusiasm, energy, with a gishmak. and Yaakov said about himself that this zeal in doing good didn't reach the same level. His own zeal, his own zealousness, his own reasons didn't really reach the same level that Lovins did when he did bad. It wasn't commensurate with that. And the Kofit time used to say that today we have to learn from the enthusiasm and energy of the spiritual descendants of Lovins. Brings it down to kovitz An amazing insight. The way they run after bad and nonsense, we've got to run after things that are good and holy and pure. So whenever you might see somebody running to do something improper, ask yourself this question. Are you running with as much enthusiasm and as fast as he is or she is to do what you know is a mitzvah? Are you doing it for a schlep way? Are you doing it in a, a stick way? So whenever you see someone having joy in doing things, for their own personal pleasure, try to experience that joy when you engage in ruchnius, pursuits. You ever ask yourself what real power is? You know, Raleigh David Lieberman has a great book about real power. Ray Pliskin points out something phenomenal as well. Personal power over yourself, that frees you from envying others who might look like they have power. You hopped that? If you got personal power over yourself, you can control yourself, that's going to free you from envying others who might seem to have power. But he you sure of a Yaakov sent gifts to Esau with messengers, and he told them to say, Ah, and I have oxen and donkeys, sheep and men servants and women servants, and I have sent to tell my master that I might find favor in your eyes. Yaakov was not afraid that he would arouse envy in Esau by telling him that he had wealth. No, because Esau, the only thing that mattered for him was having power over other people. That's what really made him feel great as we see he had 400 men with him. Yaakov's wealth was not envied by of Y, because there was no power with it. the This can give us an insight for our overcoming envy. And we all know that at some point, sometime, people feel envy. And it's just a, such a rotten meat that rots the bones. When one has power, one will not envy another person who lacks it. As we find, the greatest power is the power that you have over yourself, over your impulses, over your tendencies. That's a that's a strong man, a strong woman. Therefore, if you work on mastery of self discipline, you'll have no need to envy anybody else. And you'll have power over yourself and the feelings of strength that it's going to give you, and it's going to be so fulfilling as the that you're going to be free from feeling envious of others. Be free from N.V. All right. This is Paris B., a.k.a. The Rev. And I want to just repeat, as part of the broadcast, the remaining minutes that we have, um, I'd like it to be a school of merit for my brother who, there's a the is on his way to I'll we'll talk about some other things, other points as we get closer to Kanaka, story which you may have heard me tell till in that, I put on to this very day, which I purchased nearly 40 years ago. Clearly with you as the listener in mind. Anyway, I'll, I'm I'm gonna sign off. Yeah, hi. hi.
3: Hi. I've been trying to read this number for a long time. Yeah, okay. Really job. Hello? Yes, what can I help you with? Yes. Uh first of all I would like to give uh, my condolences to um I don't know his name. he's uh, the
2: talking,
3: you talking to me. I you mean, you're talking to you me. You are? I'm Peretz oh. uh-huh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot the name. Uh, okay. I'm so sorry about your brother.
2: Hold on.
3: Uh, in yes. Hello? Yeah, no, go ahead. And you should never know of any more tourists. I mean, Only Tzuerus. I'm sure he was a big
2: topic. Amen. And
3: King you should And what you are doing and teaching that people with Gittimidus will be a lanishment for Hashemah. Is this Mr. Silverman
2: by any chance? Silverberg. Silver, <laughs> I've been trying
3: Silverberg. to reach Mr. all the Silverberg,
2: numbers. You know, do me a favor. <laughs> and you you got nobody answered. On my, on my um, I want you to leave please. me your address. I wrote it down on a piece of paper because we wanted to send you the Offer the Boss CD. Thank and you I so much. I want to thank you.
3: Or remember, my name is call Silverberg.
2: This is my part of my, my pardon, line, Leave how you spell your name and your exact address, and I'm going like to send Sam it send out to
3: you. I-L-B-I-Z-I-B-O-Y. Now you're going to call me,
2: but you have to call me back on the line and leave just leave it on a message for me, okay?
3: B-I-Z-I-B-O-Y-R-G. Silverberg.
2: This is Silverberg. This is Silverberg. Do me a favor. Yes. Call in the address, the number I'm going to give you: 848.
3: One second, please. I'm slow. <laughs> 848 221
2: 221
3: 4605 4605 4605 so 4605 I would so, like to make a comment that I agree uh, that when they put down the price is on sale, it should put in the same big letters that if you buy a certain amount of that item.
2: Okay, I want to thank you for that. I'm
3: very excited, and also okay. I believe very strongly. And I hope I'm sure there's the, a the, lot the of audience to hear this that you mentioned. And I had in mind to call back today. I just didn't think about it from the regular last time because I'm I'm shy with audiences. <laughs> if I don't see them. that you're doing a great beginning.
2: job, Mr. Silverman. I want you to do great work. I'm going to sign off right now. I want to thank you. All right, everybody, Um, I apologize. I'm going to have to sign up a little bit early, but Ron will take you out with some music. I want to thank everybody for calling. Remember, you know, life at its longest is short. At its very longest, it's short. Therefore, we want to make the very most of it. And to remember that uh, we should be free of envy and make your happiness in life dependent on yourself when it says a yak of being remained alone. It's a wonderful concept. You can obtain the most important things in life independently of anybody else. What you have is yours. And the most important thing is Torah and Mitzvahs. Dedicate your life to celebrating what Hashem has given you. More Torah and more Mitzvahs. May we see the rebuilding of the Yerushalayim. The of Migdash, the Meherah, the Amenu. Good night, Yerushalayim, and Or rather, good night, New York. And good morning, Yerushalayim. Remember in the words of Philo, my friends, my dear audience said j Ruth. the words of hello the rest is commentary now go and learn